0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice.
1: Hi there, and welcome to the Gen Z Money Podcast. My name is Azari, and today I'll be joined by Nate to talk about all things goal setting. It's a new year, and what better time to think about what financial goals you'd like to achieve for the year ahead? We're going to go through a few ways to make sure that your goals are achievable as well as give you some examples of goals that you might want to set for this year. Whether you're an avid goal setter or someone who just hasn't got around to it yet, this episode will have plenty of great tips that you can put in force today. Hey, Nate, how are you going?
2: Good, thank you, Azaria. How are you doing?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. I'm excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about setting goals today
2: the classic new year, new me. We're going through all the cliches, aren't we?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to crush the cliches. We've had enough cliche New Year's resolutions. (laughs) um, We're going to get down to how to set goals that you're actually going to achieve. So, we have a whole list of tips today. Um, And Nathan, would you mind getting us started?
2: Yes, yes, for sure. And see, for a little bit of context for me, I'm not a goals person. So, maybe I could be a test subject on these. But... (laughs) Um, Azari's first point that she wrote down was be realistic. Mm. Be
1: realistic. Could mm. you explain that for me? Yeah. So, for example, for me, I remember for years I wanted to start going to the gym and it just wouldn't happen. I'd buy a gym membership. It just wouldn't happen for me. And every year I'd tell myself I'd start to go to the gym and I didn't do it. It wasn't until maybe like four or five years later that I was finally ready to do that. So I think it's really important to, when you're setting a goal, am I actually, do I actually really want this? Am I actually going to put in the work to achieve this or can I just leave this for the future when that's better suited to me? Mm. Do you have a goal, Nate, that you've always wanted to put in place and you've just never got around to actually doing it?
2: Yeah, probably fitness as well, yeah. At least you went as far to get the gym membership. I didn't even do that. I
1: yeah, but getting a gym membership and not using it is is probably one of the worst financial decisions you can make.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. And it's like knowing yourself as well though because I know a lot of people that have said like, oh, well, like I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do fitness so I'll go the cheapest option, maybe the six, seven bucks a week kind of thing whereas my sister's mm-hmm. recently told me that's like, well, I tried that, I never went to the gym. So yeah. if I was realistic then I would look at my bank account and be like, oh, F45 really costing me something. I better use it.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, i had a few people use that strategy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would work for me, but um, <laughs> I do think that it's super important to know yourself enough not to waste your time with it because it's just going to get you down mm-hmm. if you're um, shooting astronomical where it's like, okay, this isn't feasible in the slightest.
1: Yeah. And then it discourages you from setting further goals if you're constantly setting them and, and not achieving them because you know that it's a bit unrealistic.
2: Yeah, for sure. And even if it starts small, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to be running a marathon off after a month. January, you're not no. going to be ready to run a marathon. But if you're going a walk twice a week in January, yeah. that's a that's a nice way to work off the Christmas kilos and yes, get a little exactly. bit of vitamin D and slowly you start to enjoy yourself, maybe that mm-hmm. gym membership comes into play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 100%, ease yourself into it.
2: <laughs> okay, so that's our first point, be realistic. Azaria, what was our point number two to get people into goals?
1: So I think it's gonna be different for everyone, but in terms of how often you set goals, for me, what's always worked is having a two-year time frame. I find that one year is too short often that you can't get everything done in 12 months um, and like five years is too long and, you know, too abstract. I don't know what's going to happen in five years. So mm. what I do at the end of every year, or you can do it anytime really, um, is I set two-year goals and I review them every one year because often what I'll find is that I have achieved some of those goals. Excellent, I can tick them off. Um, some of those go- goals are still in process and that's okay. I still have another year to go and some of them just aren't relevant anymore. A lot of the goals that I've set, I'm no longer striving for and I can just cross those off. Um, yeah. So it's really good instead of, you know, having that one-year goal, getting to the end of it and being like, oh, I still haven't achieved that. I haven't completed my one-year goal. Give yourself a bit of extra time. I find that much more beneficial.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it gives you that window. That's really nice. I haven't heard of a situation like that to put yourself in a position where it's like, oh, I've actually knocked these out of the park. I can shoot a bit further.
1: Mm, That's a nice mm-hmm. little
2: way of um, doing that. And the, the year thing, like it's... X, Y, Z, put your number here, like it. Like six months, one year.
1: Just yeah. check in. Yeah, exactly, 100%. And the way I look at it is when I'm setting those two-year goals, I think about where do I want to be in my life in two years' time and what goals do I need to set in order to achieve that? Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, manifesting in a practical way. Yes, the
2: manifestation. <laughs> oh, yes, new car, new car, new car. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that comes into um, having a goal and then having a sub-goal. Is that kind yeah. of something you do with yours?
1: Yeah, because I know, I know what I want my life to look like in two years, but I need to actually set ob- objectives to get there. So instead of having like a, two or three New Year's resolutions, I have these like goals lists that are a whole page long. There's often 10 or 15 goals on there, but they're really specific and they all lead to one higher goal. Um, So, yeah, I think breaking it down is is really important.
2: Yeah, I guess it's better than having five like random goals that are not interconnected at all that maybe Mm -hmm. you achieve one of them. Okay, that's okay. But whereas you narrow it down to maybe one or two things you want out of the year and what are the three ways you're going to achieve that, like that gym membership of just going like, okay, well, to start off getting me there, I need to go on a walk once a day. And then mm-hmm. that next rung might yep. be okay doing a membership or buying your own gym equipment, something like that. But it's like yeah. buying your own uh, dumbbells to use at home once a week as well. And then suddenly it's you're cascading into one uh, overarching goal for the year, which is fitness. Instead of just saying, I want to be fitter, mm-hmm. I'll just manifest that fitness. But
1: mm, yeah,
2: <laughs> I guess that kind of sounds like someone we've both read about and maybe a lot of people have read about. It sounds like a James Clear sort of goal setting, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is, yeah. If anyone is listening to this and hasn't yet read Atomic Habits or just listened to Atomic Habits through Audible or something like that, I would highly recommend it. This is a book that I want to reread every single year. And one of the things he talks about in the book is you've got to ask yourself, if you ignored your goal and just focused on the system that's going to get you there, would you still achieve that goal? Mm. So he really focuses not about setting goals necessarily, but setting in systems in place that are going to get you to that goal no matter what you do.
2: Yeah, no, that's really good. I've got to be honest. Um, I'm, Glenn's not listening. Oh, he will be listening. Um, no one tell him. <laughs> Before I was employed, I think, Glenn bought me a, um, Atomic Habits. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Christmas Day. I was so excited to read it, but I lost it.
1: You lost the book. I
2: lost the book. I don't know where it is.
1: <laughs> How did you manage
2: that? <laughs> I think someone in my family nicked it. I don't know what happened. but I was super excited. Glenn, if you're listening, I'm so sorry I haven't told you. This might be the first oh, time you hear about no. this. Uh, but, I li- <laughs> but I listened to it on or whatever, I swear.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. As, as long as you got the message in some form. And, you know, maybe one of your family members needed it more than you.
2: <laughs> oh. I reckon I'm pretty woeful without it, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a great oh, book, so great book recommendation. Just he's super relatable and it's not this unfeasible thing he's asking. He's talking about just uh, small things that can actually make great large impacts in your life. Like just little things like habits mm. can cascade into just a better life for you. And if we're going on that same thing of atomic, the small and the little things to get you to your goals, uh, Azaria, a point that you've written down here for our next one is be specific and break down your goals.
1: You want to explain yeah, that for me? Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, similar to what we we're talking about before is you, you can have an overarching goal, like get better with money, but but what's going to actually get you there? So, I've written down a few examples of perhaps financial goals that people listening might be setting and maybe an example of like an objective that will get you there. So the first thing is reducing debt. Cool. You can say that you want to reduce debt, but how are you going to do that? How are you going to start today um, on that goal? So, for example, you might choose to make an extra $10 um, payment every fortnight towards your debt. Mm. That's a really small little change. But if you start that now, you're getting started on that goal straight away. Um, and it's much better than saying you're going to reduce your debt. The end of the year comes by, and you haven't you haven't got around to that yet.
2: You got more debt. You got- <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's generally how it goes.
2: <laughs> Which actually, talking about debt, we uh, when we did our census, we found out that so many of you are without debt. What's the number? Eighty three point eight percent of the people that did this census have zero consumer debt. Um, That is awesome. Crazy. (laughs) Absolutely insane.
1: And if you're not a part of that club, maybe this is the year to work towards joining it.
2: Yeah, this might be the community for you to help you get there.
1: Mm -hmm. Another thing is maybe you want to understand your superannuation a little bit more. So you might have a call with one of the financial advisors at your super fund for free and just get some information about maybe how you should look at investing in your super or even, for example, if you know that you need to get in control of your spending, what you might do is download an online spreadsheet with a spending tracker mm. and just commit to updating that spreadsheet once a month. So, this is what I do at the end of every month. I've got the spend, um, the spending tracker and I've got a net worth tracker. It's only an, a commitment of one hour a month and it make, makes sure that I'm not going overboard with spending.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's great because there's so many tools able to help you now. Like I use Up personally and the insights that they give you uh, once a week, they give you spending insights but also monthly they show you where you've um, spent money in different categories. I know how much like I can do a quick little average of how much I spend on fuel every month and it's mm-hmm. like using the right tools available, you can really like narrow down, micro down and see where your money's actually going. So, mm. I think there's uh, every possibility to find a tool to help you now these days.
1: Yeah, definitely. And even if it's just committing, yeah, 20 minutes a month, half an hour, an hour a month to looking through that, mm. then that's great. You're keeping yourself accountable. Definitely. Another thing I've got here, and I know that um, both of us have gone through this process, Nath, of um, if you want to protect your income, maybe you've taken out a mortgage or maybe you've got a new job and you want to make sure that you're going to be covered if anything goes wrong, um, maybe looking at just having a phone call with an insurance advisor. Often the f- the phone call is free. You can just ask them questions about how it works. And if that's all you need to do to start, then then do that. You can decide from there if you want to go ahead um, with getting insurances. But you've gone through that process recently, haven't you, Nath?
2: Yeah, thankfully I haven't had to use it yet, uh, but it is <laughs> it is a super worthwhile thing to do and it's like if we've got insurance on our car, if we've got insurance on our home or contents or whatever, it just makes sense to insure your income as well, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Especially at our age when we've got decades of um, of working life ahead of us, that's a very valuable income. So, just I think it's one of those things, getting insurances is one of those things that it's very easy to procrastinate and put off, but it's Mm. not as hard as you might think.
2: And it's also with um, talking to financial advisors. Yeah, like super funds are able to talk you through and they Mm -hmm. do have people that you can uh, talk to and uh, ask questions about where your money's actually invested and how that actually all works. And it can be super helpful in understanding investing if you're not too sure that could be a nice free way to start and um, same thing with insurance policies through your super so you're more than likely to have a group policy through your super fund with income protection life insurance um, and that sort of stuff and you can ask questions on that before if you're worried about putting money down to see a financial advisor then it's like okay well there's Mm -hmm. lots of free options available just check with your super fund and have a quick phone call yeah
1: Exactly. Just get the ball rolling and it gets a lot easier from there. Um, A couple of other examples. So for example, if your goal is to buy a house, maybe set, um, I want to have 15% of my deposit saved, or if you want to start investing, um, I think this is one that's super easy to procrastinate. And even I did this for a long time was (laughs) procrastinate investing. But if I had just set an objective, say, for example, I'm going to put a hundred bucks into a micro investing account, just so I can say that I've done it. Um, remove that initial fear and figure out how it works, just starting small, at least you achieve your goal of starting to invest and you kind of build up that confidence as well. Mm. And yeah, I just think there's something to be said for setting small goals as well, because when you achieve small goals, you get like a bit of a boost of motivation um, and you're more encouraged to continue to roll on and complete other goals as well.
2: Yeah, that's right. That dopamine is key. That single hit can get you onto the next thing just as fast. Okay. So, we've got these examples of financial goals, but that could be a bit overwhelming and you try to do too many things and in the end, you just end up back at square zero. So, Mm -hmm. what's a way around that to make sure that we're not overwhelmed, Azaria?
1: I think if you've got goals for the year, it's, it's okay to start them when you're ready. For example, I think a lot of people will go into the year and say exactly what you said earlier, new year, new me, and the new me does all of these things. (laughs) But oftentimes when you do that, it gets overwhelming. You don't achieve your goals and you think, what's the point? So just deciding what you're going to start with straight away, starting with some easier goals. And then throughout the year, um, it'll be the appropriate time for different objectives to be put in place. So don't try to do everything at once.
2: Mm, That is a good one. So, if you're like me and you don't really set goals, you want to try and get it out there and maybe put pressure on yourself, right? Maybe tell your friends, maybe tell your family, I'm going to do this this year. I'm going to have this much money invested. I'm going to uh, have this much of a pay rise this year. Do you see any negatives in that, Azaria? Or do you see that as a good thing?
1: I think it can go one of two ways. I think it can definitely be good for accountability, having people around you, knowing what your goals are, and they can kind of hold you to that. But I was when I was doing some research on this, I found, um, and I, it confirmed some of my experiences as well, that there's something to be said for not sharing your goals with other people. Um, So it can be exciting to have this vision and you you want to share it with everyone. However, this study that I read um, published in 2009 by the Association for Psychological Science Suggested that publicly announcing your goals makes you less likely to achieve them. Because when you do that, let's say you tell someone your goal, your brain feels like it's already achieved something, giving you like a premature sense of completeness. (laughs) (laughs) So your brain's like, oh, heck yeah, I've done this. Like, how cool is this? When really you haven't done anything yet. You've just mentioned it. Oh, um so I feel called out yeah you kind of have this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know right and it's so tempting when you've got this goal and it's so exciting and you want everyone to know about it but yeah it, it can the pride that you feel from just talking about the goal can actually kill the motivation you have to actually do the work to achieve the goal because i've done that plenty of times before i've told everyone i'm going to do this and then the, and then it kind of dies off because i'm like well I don't know, that was exciting, just talking about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Putting <laughs> it into
1: place is a different story. That does
2: <laughs> make sense. I Okay, so be careful. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it's different in the sense where it's like if you're in a partnership with like a, a friend or someone who actually cares for you, like you're not telling an old mate on the street that you're going to have 10K invested <laughs> in a year and be like, oh, yeah, that's it. I did it. I told that random guy. (laughs) Okay, well, if you and a friend are on a similar wavelength with your money, then you can say, hey, you're saving for a house. I'm saving for a big trip overseas. Hey, how about we both um, say that we're going to keep contributing money into our investing accounts and come back to each other every three months or whenever we hang out, we just talk about, hey, how's that investing going? It's not Mm. the same as like telling any old rando that you're going to be a big multimillionaire where it's like, yeah, (laughs) I've accomplished (laughs) it. I told them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think having exactly what you said, like those trusted friends or family members that can kind of be accountability buddies that are on the same wavelength as you. And I think it's really important to have someone who's on the same wavelength because there's nothing worse than telling someone about a goal that you've set And they shoot you down or they give you reason to doubt the goal. And it's just like, well, well now I'm, I'm really discouraged or I feel demotivated. You've got to be so careful about who you tell these things to.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely be careful. So if we're not going to tell everyone our goals, Azara, where should we put them?
1: I think it's super, super important to write your goals down. Um, And again, there's another study on this. So Dr. Gail Matthews, a psychology professor at the Dominican University in California found that people are 42% more likely to carry out their goals just by writing them down. Mm. So that's a pretty big number. Um, So I think there's no use having them just sitting in your head and just trying to rely on memory in order to achieve your goals. I think writing your goals down should be something that you go into with intention, something that you do for myself once a year. And it's also really good to have that to look back on um, in the new year and say which one, of the, which ones of those have I achieved. And I always like to keep them because I like to look back on these when I'm 40. What was I thinking when I yeah. was like in my 20s and what would what, what my life look like then?
2: Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to leave your goals up to a flip of a coin, do you? Like that's a high percentage, 42% more likely to carry out your goals just by writing them down. And yeah, like for me, okay, coming back to my lack of goal setting, okay? Mm-hmm. If we're looking at this, there's definitely a fear of disappointment, mm. right? So, yeah. I'm I'm sure there's other people like me as well where it's like New Year resolutions, one, they're cliche. (laughs) Two, there can be a little bit of an... uh, There's actually an accountability you have to put on yourself to actually achieve it. So, it's Mm -hmm. you're putting pressure on yourself to actually grow or achieve something in a year and if you don't write it down, if you don't set a goal, you don't fail, do you? (laughs) <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you don't fail, that's for sure. But you also don't actually get any growth potential out of out of it either. So No. Even just writing it down and keeping yourself accountable, yeah, you'll stuff up every now and then, yeah, you'll have some setbacks, but the growth potential I think will sounds like it outweighs the risk of disappointment.
1: Definitely. And you've probably heard that this quote, Nate, that's really generic. It's something like shoot for the moon, land among the stars. If you just shoot really high, if you don't hit exactly where you want to be, at at least you're up there somewhere.
2: (laughs) I hate it. I I hate that quote with a passion.
1: (laughs) I love it. If you miss,
2: you'll be among the stars. Uh, (laughs) Look, it's legit. It's very
1: generic, but. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you have to acknowledge it's a cliche for a reason. But it definitely helps with writing it down though because it's something that you can walk past all the time. So, maybe um, another point we have here is have them somewhere visible. So, Mm -hmm. if there's a little whiteboard in your room, maybe just that goal and that set of sub-goals of, um, okay, well, if we're wanting to save – if we're wanting to get to Europe for a trip – then start off we we've got to get we've got to knock out consumer debt. We're not going to save while we're still pay, paying consumer debt. And then mm-hmm. the next goal is like okay, let's get to four digits. Let's get to a grand. And having that visible, you're walking past it all the time, you're going to be like either pumped to go about your day, every time that paycheck rolls in, you're putting money into that account or you're going to be Oh, I've spent way too much on Saturday night. <laughs> I may have dipped my hand into the savings pot and taken out for a few mm. drinks. But um, having them somewhere visible can really kind of change that. Is that something you do with your goals, Zara?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, for myself, it was about finding a balance between having them somewhere visible, but not having them somewhere visible for everyone who enters my apartment. Because again, ah. it's tying to that goal of not telling everyone your goals. So the perfect place for me is the back of my bedroom door because I sleep with nice. my door closed. So every night I close my door and I see the goals, and every morning when I go to open my door, I see the goals. But when I have guests over, that door's open and no one sees them. Mm. So and also, find that perfect
2: spot. no one finds out about your SoundCloud rapping career that you're wanting to start. <laughs>
1: Wanting to start, wait. Is- this has been going for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this do you is even know who I am.
2: <laughs> this is making me really want to actually write some stuff down.
1: Yes, definitely. If you're going to do that, Nate, we've already talked about some financial goals today. Um, but for if anyone who's listening who has yet to write down some goals. You you can set goals for all areas of your life. So, for example, as we've already talked about, some exercise goals, Mm. some personal development goals. Can you think of any example of personal development goals, Nate?
2: Maybe some social goals as well. Like Mm -hmm. part of a goal that I've thought about in my life is not being everything to everyone. So Mm. narrowing down and being like, well, I actually want to spend more time with less people. So, maybe it's something like that where it's like you're not, you know, wasting your time with people you don't actually really care about. Mm. Oh, mm. you thought about that. Mm. And that time could be better spent into one. people that are actually putting into you and vice versa. So, um, that's something yeah, I've been thinking awesome. about a lot. And that involves saying no. Maybe a goal that you could do in your life is say no to at least three big events in a year. <laughs>
1: that's a really good idea actually
2: because you can't do all of it you can't do everything so maybe a goal is to say no every now and then say no more Mm. Mm.
1: yeah so
2: besides money Azaria uh were there any goals that you had as well that you wanted to work on
1: yeah so similar to what you said in terms of having a social goal one goal that I set last year for my two years so continuing still now um was to make more friends because I've got friends who I love um, but at the time they were all living in a different city because I'd moved up to Brisbane Mm. so I really needed some friends around Brisbane because there were all these cool events happening that I was saying no to not because I'm trying to say no more but because I didn't have any friends to go with Um, so having that goal I think it was a few months ago I was reviewing my list of goals and I saw oh I've got making friends on there what should I do so I joined a Facebook group for um, girls in Brisbane who are vegan Obviously, not nice. with anyone, but it was a specifically vegan group, and they would just go to cafes and restaurants and like events together. So I joined that. I made a post and I was like, "Hey guys, my name's Azaria." Blah blah blah. And yeah, I've made some really good friends through that. So just by having that written down, it's like kind of you know speaking it into existence, it pushed me to just make one small step towards the goal, and it's it's paid off. So yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, it's definitely some magic to it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And another thing that I do, and this will probably close out today's episode, is as well as having the two-year goals, regularly reviewing them, um, another thing I like to do is I like to set three words that I intend to represent the new year. Mm. So, for example, for 2022, I thought about this over a few weeks. I chopped and changed it, and I came up with three words. So my three words this year are focus, focus, So focusing on my career, focusing on my role as a financial advisor, fulfillment. There are some dreams that I've had for a long time that I would find really fulfilling that I haven't got around to. So I'm going to focus on fulfillment this year and also health, hopefully not getting knocked around by coronavirus too much uh, and also (laughs) getting (laughs) a personal trainer, focusing on my health because that's, you know, really all we have. So those are my three words, and I know I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Nate, because you yeah. haven't had weeks to think about this.
2: <laughs> I've had minutes. <laughs>
1: but I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to know what your what you expect your three words to be for this year.
2: Yeah, in preparation for this, I was thinking about, um, especially just before talking about saying no to things, like that's because of a my little extroverted spirit can really uh, go hard too fast and we'll just like I'll cook myself out. So um, in that my word that I thought about was just rest and like real rest not like sitting on the phone, sitting on a sitting on a gaming console rest it's like actually stopping and pausing kind of rest and yeah whether that's to um, time just for me and just to know what I'm all about just rest and stop in that. Um, Another thing that I'd like to do is now that I'm saying no to things and resting more is to actually grow in the areas that are my big rocks. So, Mm -hmm. um, growth in my work life, growth in my relationships to friends and relationship to my partner uh, and, yeah, growth in uh, my family and individual big rocks. So, uh, Mm -hmm. now that I've cut back, I can work on the major things in my life and do better in those areas. And the other thing is new. New as in I'm getting married this year and- <laughs> It's so exciting. There's going to be a lot of new experiences. There's going to be um, new social circles, new uh, experiences, and the growth potential that will come with that will be testing, but it's also something that's exciting and I don't want to- Land back in going back into my old sort of ways where um, I'm probably going to get bored with myself or probably um, just going to do the same old, same old, okay, let's work on new and exciting things in my life and let's um, have some fun with it. So, um, those are the things I've thought about in the past couple minutes. I love
1: it. Awesome. Well, maybe in a year's time, Nathan, we're re- recording a new episode at the start of the year. We'll we'll see if our years aligned with those words.
2: <laughs> yeah. We need to do a case study on whether I did anything with 2022. We need-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, in two weeks' time, when we record again, I'll be checking in to see if you wrote down your goals. I'll, I'll be your accountability buddy for yes, this Yes,
2: please do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Will. This will really help me. Best year yet. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nate, for for chatting with me about goals today and for for prompting me through this. Hopefully, that was valuable to anyone listening. And it, it, again, it reminded me that I have written down my goals, but I haven't put them up on my wall yet. So I got something out of this too.
2: Mm, find at Azaria Bell on SoundCloud, and you'll see all the sick <laughs> trap beats she's been working on. <laughs> And, yeah, if you did enjoy this episode, feel free, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, to click subscribe and to rate and review. That helps boost the podcast to get into people's feeds. And if you really liked it, go and share it. Go and share it with a friend. Go and share it with a buddy. If you need an accountability partner, send them an episode like this. Going like, hey, I know you've got a goal. So do I. Let's work together on this. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Join the M3 Facebook group, follow Gen Z Money on Instagram and we'll see you when we see you.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, mate.
2: See
0: ya. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast.